You're listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Following two best buds and former college roommates on their journey to master the stock market and the art of being a dad. So pull up your cargo shorts, put on your grass-stained New Balances, and let's throw some stocks on the grill. Here are your hosts, DJ Brown and Mike Sabala. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Stocks and Sandals podcast. This is your host, Mike Sabala, here with DJ Brown. And today we have episode two of our little mini series recapping the markets here. So what do you think, DJ? It's been a relatively bloody month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this month has sucked. <laughs> a lot of things are on sale and that's good. If you listen back to episode, what was it, three or four or with Daniel Pfeiffer, you know, he made the analogy. It's like, you know, you're in the middle of Walmart and they come over the intercom and yell, everything is on sale. So that's kind of the mentality I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Dude, that feels like forever ago. <laughs> it does feel like forever ago. We've come a long way. Yeah. And many of our listeners have stayed with us, and thank you guys for that. But yeah, we have Chris Chung, the guru, our stock dad's the play goat. caller, and yeah, in our Discord, and YouTube phenom, and all sorts of fun stuff <laughs> with us today to just recap the market. Chris, you're feeling a little under the weather, aren't you? Yeah, so apologies if I sound trapped. <laughs> Normally, my voice is beautiful and all, so I heard. Yeah, it is, yeah. You do yeah. have a beautiful radio voice. <laughs> well, thanks for and the praise and everything. That makes me feel better otherwise, though. And I'm happy to be back. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, we're going to kind of recap March. Man, we're March, right? Yeah, wow. Yeah. This is getting hard to keep track of time <laughs> nowadays. But yeah, I have gonna... no idea what year it is, <laughs> like where I am. <laughs> right. Yeah, so we're recapping March. We're going to talk about a couple of newsworthy topics, and then we're going to talk about some of Chris's favorite plays moving forward into the upcoming months and some stuff that we talked about that's on sale. So we're going to talk to Chris about some of his favorite on-sale stocks right now. First big news noteworthy event. I mean, we already touched on it in a previous podcast, but we're going to touch on it again with you, Chris, is obviously the stimulus bill passed. So just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that as a whole. It obviously has not had a positive impact on the market yeah. yet. If it's going to have any impact at all, it definitely has not been a good one so far. So what are your thoughts on it so far? Yeah, I always felt, you know, any positive impact is really on the psychology of a lot of investors, especially a lot of retail investors. For the big institutions, I feel like once... There was already talk of the bill. A lot of that was already priced in. You know, when it comes to the retail investor side of things, I think a lot of sentiment is very negative right now because of everything going on with growth stocks and tech stocks. And there's a lot less hype nowadays right now. Even if you look at some of the social media type of stocks, they're not exactly doing well anymore, right? The game stops and the like. So there's no real impact right now. There could be money coming in, but then there's a lot of selling that is negating any of that effect. At the end of the day, if a lot of people get $1,400 in stimulus, that's not really a lot in the grand scheme of things when it comes to the billions and billions of dollars that flow through the markets every day, right? So there really needs to be also some institutional buying as well. We're not really seeing that right now. I have a conspiracy theory I want to run past sure. you, okay? 
This is a conspiracy theory that I've, you know, created in my own mind. So it probably is very stupid and, and, you know, based on any facts. But yeah, this is going to get like very tinfoil very quick. (laughs) Yeah, No, no, it's not that bad. Okay. So these stimulus checks start to come out, right? And a lot of people thinking back to last year, put that into the market, right? Thinking, oh, this is great. Okay. It seems to me kind of correlated with the amount of when the time that those checks started to come out, when the market, the whole market, I know that there was tech correction kind of happening a little bit before the bill passed, but like it kind of seems to be seeping all over the market, right? Do you think it's possible that like some of these big time, you know, hedge funds and whatever are trying to basically scare people out of their stimulus checks, right? They put it in, sell off a bunch, you know, make people scare, sell all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they're going to basically just steal all of our money and buy back really low. Well, I think a lot of people have those conspiracy theories all the time. Just that like hedge funds, you know, are out to get people. Like sometimes there's good earnings, but you know, hedge funds will push down the price and like make you panic sell, even though you think it's good earnings. And then when you give up, then they start buying shares. And the next day it goes up like 10% and you lost your money. I don't know if that's really true or not. I think that there are certain tells when they do try to cause some panic selling and fish for stop losses and all that good stuff. Like if the whole market, like it just gaps down, it kind of like what we saw a little bit today, perhaps Thursday, March 25th here, the open today was really terrible. But then like two minutes later, everything shot up. Like there are a lot of stocks that were like 5% down and then they just shot up. So. There's sometimes if there's high volume and gaps down like that, and then it shoots back up, then some people do believe that it was trying to induce a panic and then everyone just rushes in and buys the dip. But, you know, as far as the stimulus goes and retail investors and all that, I think that there could be some merit to that. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's really all about going back to your plan specifically. You know, I don't really care. I don't know if there's a nefarious plan or anything with hedge funds and all that. I can only control what I want to do in my plan, right? I can only just think about what stocks I want to buy and what prices and, you know, just go from there, really. The main person that screws you over at the end of the day is yourself. Dang, that's some wisdom right there. (laughs) 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 I try. So, yeah. So, I mean, with that, you said that like right now, the past couple of weeks has not been a great time for growth stocks, right? So can you just kind of talk a little bit about this correction we're seeing and how, you know, the are the sectors rotating like away from growth to, you know, more stable kind of companies, you know, like, can you just break that down a little bit? Yeah, so to really break that down, it goes back to you know what happened last year, 2020. So there was a whole dichotomy, two different kinds of stocks, right? You have growth stocks, and you have what some people call epicenter stocks, companies that right in the thick of things with COVID and their business models. 2020 was pretty much all about growth stocks, because regardless of things being shut down in the physical world, a lot of those growth stocks were internet-related stocks that benefited from the pandemic, and even some types of businesses like car rental companies or outdoors sports type of companies, all those tended to do very well because their business model was not affected or it actually 
improved because of people using their services more than ever. On the other side, a lot of those epicenter stocks or cyclical stocks, their business went down 70, 80, 90%, some of them. Like Dave and Buster's, it was almost 100% at one point. And a lot of those businesses had to take a lot of losses and a lot of people sold them off and they were at very, very low levels until the latter half of 2020, really the last couple of months, especially because we got all that vaccine news. And then people started to buy those stocks in droves because 2021 beyond their business model is going to come back. And a lot of that pent up demand is probably going to boost their business to pre-pandemic levels and in some cases higher than pre-pandemic. So that's why now in 2021, especially the past month or so, a lot of people have been flooding into those stocks and selling off the growth stocks. Uh, the other thing is with all the pent up demand and the stimulus and everything, people are believing that inflation is going to go up a lot too. And when inflation goes up a lot, a lot of companies like in the industrial business, in construction and materials, now all those companies can charge higher prices. And those companies, their net income is pretty much going to go up proportionately as the cost of materials go up and et cetera. Whereas growth stocks with inflation, they don't really get that much of a benefit, right? It's not like when it comes to advertising or cloud software, for instance, it doesn't really reflect inflation or anything like that. They can try to raise prices, but it's not the same. Whereas, you know, material prices, some of them are up like 100% a year now. Uh, like lumber and steel and things like that. Rare earth elements, like with MP, for example, those are going up you know, every month, even double digits. So the growth there is a lot higher than what we call growth stocks, at least growth stocks 2020, like tech stocks and whatnot. So now it's kind of at a point where a lot of those growth stocks have pulled back now. The cyclical stocks have gone up and I think we're kind of like a middle area now where, in my personal opinion, I don't think there's a whole lot of downside left to those growth stock names. On the flip side, a lot of those cyclical stocks have already moved a lot. So it's kind of like in a gray area now, kind of like a wait and see here. But if you do see certain stocks that have dropped a lot, I think it's definitely time to start buying them. Gotcha. So with that being said, you know, let's talk about what some of those, you know, stocks might be. So what are some good stocks that could be on sale right now? Yeah. So one of them, I just alluded to MP, right? This one is, I feel a good mix of a growth stock and a cyclical stock, a stock that is going to be very tied to inflation. So as I mentioned, the price of rare earth elements is going up and MP is the number one North American producer of rare earth elements that are used in EV motors, they're using wind turbines, a lot of electronics that are part of you know the new clean energy wave and the digital age. On the flip side, it is kind of just a growth stock in itself because regardless of inflation, even if the price of those elements remain flat for years to come, the demand is still going to be so high that just from the demand, they're going to get more business and they're going to make a lot more revenue and income going forward. So that's a good one. It had a high in the 50s and it dropped all the way to 33 today, actually, before bouncing back now, but it's still very low. So you're getting it at a pretty steep discount from just where it was a couple of weeks ago. So I think that's a good one. 
Another position that I did start buying is in a company called YI. And this stock is in the digital pharmaceutical space. It's in China. And it has really, really strong growth over the past year. Revenue growth was about 100%. And that's similar to some internet medical companies in the United States too. There's the company Hims that does home delivery of certain drugs and whatnot. There's Teladoc that gets a lot of attention and a lot of buying from ARK Invest as well. There's a lot of companies that are really innovating in this space. Even Amazon, right, wants to get into the whole Medicare medical space. So I think this is a really good one. It's also on track for pretty good profitability in the future. It's at a really low valuation compared to a lot of other internet tech type of stocks. It's trading at a really, really low multiple. It's like one time sales. But of course, some people think it's a Chinese stock. So that could be holding back some of this valuation. But for the price that you're getting it at right now, today it's around a $13 stock. I think it could be much, much higher. So I think it's worth the risk for sure. So those are the two big ones. You know, of course, I'm always looking at some of the regulars in my portfolio, like SE has dropped a lot as well, around 30% from its all-time high. So I think that's a great bargain. IPOE is another one that's down big. It's also going to complete its merger very soon in the next month. And that could be another catalyst to look forward to in April. Corsair, CRSR. So Overall, there's a lot of different ones, a lot of different growth stocks. What I always like to say is if the fundamentals haven't changed and you really believe in the company for the next few years, if you are more of a long-term investor, then you should take advantage when they do have dips and corrections and things like that. You want to buy when there's a discount. Otherwise, you know, a lot of people like to buy when it's all-time highs and everything like that. and Everything's going up every day. But to be a really good investor, you have to take advantage of these opportunities. Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard sometimes doing this. You know, you have a trading mentality and then you have an investing mentality. And a lot of times they can clash a little bit. So like DJ said earlier, with looking back to our episode with Daniel Pfeiffer, you know, it's stuff is on sale right now. If you have that investing mentality, you know, this is a good opportunity to get, you know, some good dollar cost averaging and stuff in. So yeah, absolutely. Even myself, right? There were a lot of times, especially when I was beginning to invest, there were times when your stocks go up every day and it feels great. And then there are some periods of time where, you know, stocks could be down for months even. And you have to eventually with experience, get used to it and be mentally prepared and also factor it into however you want to trade or invest. Even if you are more of a short-term trader or a swing trader, you know, you got to factor these things into your plans. And there's going to be times where, especially if you're maybe a technical analyst, you look at charts a lot, there's going to be times where it just doesn't work. Supports get broken, things downtrend longer than you might expect. It's all part of the process and studying the past is always also good. You know, if you look at past cycles with inflation and treasury yields going up, a lot of times growth stocks could go down for a couple months, eventually finds a bottom and, you know, things eventually go back up. Even great stocks in the past, like Facebook, Amazon, I can't tell you how many 20, 30% drops they've had throughout their history, but at the end of the day, if you stay long and try not to time the market all the time, 
right? You're supposed to stay in the market. Timing the market is better than timing the market. Then things will work out. But if every time things crash and you really freak out, then that's really where you could start making some pretty poor decisions and end up losing money instead of hanging in there, maybe averaging down or at least keeping cash on the side and making money along the way. Yeah, just something kind of to go off of that as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think March is typically historically not a great month for stocks. Yeah, I believe so. And at least in the past couple of years, actually, that's been true. 2020, obviously, I believe 2019 as well, 2017, also, if I'm not mistaken. There is somewhat of a seasonality, but I tend not to think too much about that because you know you could always end up being in a year where it's the exception, right? So you don't want to exactly always trade or invest thinking that, oh, it's March, so it's not going to be good. I'm not going to invest, <laughs> but something to keep in mind um, as you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important too, to remember that there's always this dichotomy, you know, where you're talking kind of about holding on to a good stock and not panic selling and stuff like that. And I think that's the reason it's so important to go into your trade with a plan, first of all, and to also know what you're buying if you're in doing the investing mindset approach, right? Because there is also the selection of people who, you know, want to go shout like, you don't lose until you sell, right? And that's true in theory, (laughs) but it's also not true at the same time because, I mean, that money is no longer in your account. You have, that stock will have to recover for you to make your money back. And there's no guarantee that all stonks just go up. So I know we've mentioned this in the podcast before, and we've talked about it with with you and with Mike Tedeschi. And like, you have to know sometimes when to cut your losses. That's why I think it's so important, like you said, you know, to know what you're buying. And if nothing changes fundamentally and you're in it for the long term at this price, then, you know, and your price target is 5x what it is now. Well, then this little blip in the radar is in the grand scheme of things, nothing, you know, so you just have to kind of keep that balance and understand, you know, that there is a time to get out of a stock. If it's a long term stock, that's usually when something has changed fundamentally. If it's a short term swing trade or something that you're trading just because the chart looks right and there's no fundamentals to back it up, then there also is definitely a time to get out of some of those and mitigate your risk. So yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. Well, I think this does it. You know, we want to try and keep these monthly episodes short and to the point. So you mentioned MP, you mentioned IPOE, YI, and CRSR. I mean, a lot of good names here to look into. There's a lot of good names on your YouTube channel, and there's a lot of good names in the Discord as well. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention again that Chris is a play caller for us in the Stock Dads Discord. He's in there sharing his due diligence, you know, making play call, you know, alerts and sharing his ideas and and all that kind of stuff for us to grow and learn together. He's a wealth of knowledge and we have a ton of other people in there that are a wealth of knowledge and a ton of resources, a ton of educational resources and financial planning, all sorts of fun stuff. So if you're interested in any of that, be sure to check it out at stockdadsofficial.com slash plans. And if you're a lucky listener to this episode, you can use promo code Chris C, all caps, C-H-R-I-S-C, to get yourself in on a 15% off for life promo. Yeah. 
Thanks for being with us, Chris. And thanks for all the knowledge and fun stuff you bring to the group and the page. And we appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure. Hopefully we have a good rest of the March. Well, maybe April will be better. <laughs> things will turn up. Things will turn up. They are, you know, people, stonks don't always go up, but the market as a whole usually does. It just takes time and patience. Amen so, to that. <laughs> individual ones you got to look out for, but the market it will recover. It always does. So we appreciate you and we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks guys. We're out. Thank you for listening to Stocks and Sandals, a podcast by Stock Dads for Stock Dads. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and join our Stock Dads community on Facebook and Instagram. But most importantly, don't touch the thermostat.